Hey, this is Brian Steele. You're listening to Without Your Head, the Creature Boy. Without Your Head. Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. This is Nasty Neil. I'm Treacherous Trista. And we're jo- uh, hello, we're joined by Javier Botet of all kinds of cool things here for Beyond the Monster Month, Behind the Monsters Month. Very cool to have you. Hi, hi, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Hi, we're everybody. Doing this for, for a couple years to have you on the show, maybe even longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've been trying. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things came up. Uh, I think uh, you just did Mama, maybe, and then uh, you went on to do it and all kinds of things. I think it was right before you did Mummy. Yes, I did Rick uh, in twenty eight, twenty zero eight. I think uh, we released, um, and yes, that that was my first movie that makes. Uh, a lot of noise. I I started like two years before working uh, as a master performance, but after Rec, I mean, few years here here in Spain uh, working. But in in Spain, you know, there's not much uh, volume of science fiction and horror uh, movies. So after a few years working, not much. I met uh, Andy Muschietti in in a festival in Toronto, in the Fantastic Fest, uh, an amazing festival. We, we, we've been so, so, so good there and was so fun. And, and yes, I, I met a guy with a short called Mama. He told me 
he spoke about uh, trying to make a movie and I say yes because uh, uh, it happens sometimes in festival people comes to me and speak about project but not usually happen very good and uh, but in this case uh, yes one year later or two he started making for real the, the movie uh, and well produced by Guillermo del Toro and that was a, a big change in my life because yes I did my first time my first movie out of Spain in a uh, United States and well was shooting in in Canada but you know for a Hollywood movie mm -hmm. so after making that movie my life changed but not uh, actually for the movie because a lot of people saw this movie and like in, in Rick a lot of people thought that it was an effect a visual effect or a digital effect but after that uh, after Mama uh, Guillermo del Toro and Barbara Muschietti the producers of Mama told me a lot of people is uh, speaking about you're an effect and you're digital monster like a uh, like always in, but we think they need to know that you are mama in a 19% without effect. We only did the hair in digital and not much more things. So do you care if we share the, the movement test? And I say, yes, of course, let's go. So they shared in YouTube and in every places the, I guess maybe you, you saw the movement test. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Mama yeah, movement test, yeah. if you look for that. Yes. So in this video, you can see what I have without any other effect. Uh, so this video was really the point of the inflection point in my career. Uh, not Mama, only the, the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. After sharing this video is exactly when I uh, felt a real change because a lot of people, a lot of producers start calling me. Uh, I, I saw the movement test and I want to do something similar and well, and a lot of propositions start came in. So that was the point. My, my, my career changed. And after that, I've been like the last seven years or like that, and nonstop traveling uh, around the world, working in a lot of productions. And yes, that's my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the snowball. <clears throat> when, when you when you were in Spain, um, like before you uh, before you did Mama, before you went to the festival, what what drew you originally to pursue uh, being part of movies? Well, uh, I, I was since I was a child crazy for the cinema, for the movies. I was in the uh, my first uh, memories are uh, seeing in a cinema Star Wars. Uh, you know, uh, the first movie of this kind of movies I saw. I saw the Return of Jedi. I, I think it's the first that I saw of science fiction movies. So my my mind blew it because all these monsters, all these creatures, all this imagination 
in 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 one movie uh i was totally excited i i started drawing and uh, drawing comics and monsters all the time alien and all the creatures i saw i was always crazy to know how they make that and all the Jim Henson's movies, uh, you know, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, all these things uh, blow my my mind. And, and so I was all my life uh, creating, but with my hands, uh, drawing, uh, shaping with clay and doing a lot of things. I did my studies of arts, but uh, in little cities in Spain. But when I moved to Madrid, uh, I moved it. I, I've been working as an illustrator and making cart making cartoons, but I always was a lover and a consumer of cinema, and I dreamed with working in cinema. But living here in Madrid, in the capital of Spain, I started meeting people. And in my free time, my hobby was when I had enough money, I bought my camera, my camera, and I started shooting my own shorts. Um, and when I lived here, I start meeting people, as I said, and, and start sharing my shorts and working with others, start understanding that was a real option to work in, a, in the business. Uh, but one day I, I found a, a commercial paper about a, a FX workshop. Mm -hmm. So I came to the workshop and I met a guy working in creatures and, and all the effects for the movies. And I say, okay, look at me. I, I'm two meters tall. I'm so skinny. Two meters is like 6.7, 6 uh, inches. It's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So he said, yes, of course, you're, you're perfect for that. I knew I knew that I was perfect to be the structure the, uh, in, to create. So we started making tests and things in the workshop. And in the first movie he worked for, uh, he he spoke to Brian Jutna, the director. Mm -hmm. uh, so he said, yes, yeah, yes, let's go. We will make the creature with this guy. So that was my first work. So I really never try it to be an actor, a professional actor. I, I, I don't even dream uh, with that. <laughs> it's like a, a hobby. And I was illustrator. And in, when he started working, I started working, working, working as an actor. And then I only draw for, for as a hobby, well, you know. They shifted my hobby and my profession. Has anything you've ever drawn uh, ended up becoming uh, something that you played? Like, did you ever draw anything that uh, you made as a suit? Or yeah, I was always dreaming to to live all these the experience I I'm living. Uh, and when it it started happening, I always were like growing in my dreams. And I started thinking, oh, I, I would love to work with Alex de la Iglesia. Alex de la Iglesia is a Spanish uh, big director. So I started working with him in a few productions. 
So after that, I said, oh, my God, I, I would love to, to work with Guillermo del Toro. And, and that finally happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in every production, I'm working with actors and directors that I admire. Uh, so it's always like a dream. Now, and since I'm a child, my principal dream is to be part, no matter how little, in a Star Wars uh, universe, in the Star Wars universe. But it's a very big dream, but but I still have that. I've been working in Alien, I've been working in Star Trek, I've been working in Game of Thrones. So a lot of big dreams. I, I feel so lucky because because all these dreams came true, but uh, yes, still I have the the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, th- I we can't help you, but I th- I think it'll work out. Yeah, no, I, I if it never happened, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because I I still uh, I'm already very gifted, very happy, and very you know uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy, but. A dream to dream is for free. Great. So, yeah. Uh, were you with a film when you were? Andy Muschietti. We've been in Austin, in Texas. Oh, okay. We've been in the Fantastic Fest of Austin. So I've been with two other friends, uh, Nacho Vigalondo. I don't know if you know Nacho Vigalondo. is the director of Colossal, of mm-hmm. Time Crimes. It's I know a, Time Crimes, actually, yeah. Time Crimes, yes. And Carlos Bermud is another Spanish director. Uh, so uh, we've been getting fun, but at the same moment, at the same time, I've been yes, uh, premiering in Rick Two, the sequel of Rick. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yes. I've been with that. Yeah. Now, what was that film uh, like? Like to work on? How did you get the role in REC, Rick? Uh, well. Uh, after my first movie, uh, Beneath Still Waters, uh, that was a science fiction horror movies here in Spain, and it's not usual. So there was working on that movie, three, four, or five FX uh, artists, artists from Spain. So they all saw my, my work, they all saw me, saw my body and my... So after that movie, all that guys, when they were involved in other uh, science fiction uh, or science fiction horror movies, they always asked for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened with Rick. Uh, after one year or two, I've been working in another movie, in another movie here in Spain, a French movie uh, from the director uh, Jean-Jacques Sano. You know Jean-Jacques Sano is uh, the director of The Name of the Rose. It's an old-school movie, but, mm-hmm. but it's a very nice director. So I was working with that movie, and I received a call, and they spoke to me about this horror movie. And it was like a little movie, not much budget, and not much time. So I said, yes, of course, the, the FX, FX artist David Ambit was working in Beneath Steel Waters, so he asked for me. So I said, yes, of course, let's go. 
but we everybody thought was a little movie with no much uh, future but yes uh, was amazing the success it had around the world so we we were crazy happy Mm-hmm. And, so was that the first movie that you were in that uh, got like worldwide um, yeah. people talking about it? Yeah, 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 of course. And I never felt uh, here in Spain how how loved it was out of Spain. But after a few years, when I started working out, I started realizing how important it was for a lot of people. So I started working with a lot of FX artists and everybody knew and, and met uh, so Greg um, and they spoke about how important it was for them. So uh, in, the, in the moment when I was in Spain, I didn't realize how, how big was out of Spain. Mm. Now, Tristan, do you have a question? I know you're a big Star Wars fan, but you also work a lot of in horror. So I'm wondering if you're a horror fan, and if you are, what are some of your favorite horror films? If I uh, of of the movies I work it. Um, it can be something you work on, or just horror in general. Ah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, well, since I was a child, all my the 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 first big moments of. Feeling scared uh, was with uh, The Shining. Uh, yes, I love this, this the the 80s of horror movies. is is like the best uh, ten years. I mean, since the the end of the 70s to the end of the 80s, I think it's amazing. Uh, the Old Man. Uh, I love the 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 Exorcist, of course. I love uh, the first one of Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I remember as a child how, how fun was and how scared I was. And Alien, the first one was, well, uh, all the movies of Alien I, I like, but, but the first one I remember, the, the shark, and it was amazing. So that was my favorite. But in the last 13 Thirty years, twenty years, I I I've lost the capacity of feeling fear in a in a movie. So when somebody spo- is tell me that there's a nice movie to feel scared, I try to be alone to get all the lights out to to introduce me to feel the fear. But it's so hard. So I appreciate very much. When I saw um, the Blair Witch Project, because mm-hmm. I felt a moment of scare when supposedly a, a lot of childs are touching the tent. Right. In this moment, I felt so scared. And so the first one of the conjuring, when the girl is screaming because she's uh, seeing somebody or something back to the door, and the family comes and they say, what is this? What? We can't see anything. And she, she still is seeing something. This, this moment is so, so scary for me. So I think these two moments and the, the end of 
break, I think, uh, even because uh, I know it's it's me and <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think this moment in the cinema with all the people being scared, I I was like involved in the moment and I feel like a, a point of scare. And so I think these three three or four moments in the last twenty five years. So I think these movies for me are important. That's mm-hmm. a fun. Uh- how hot was it really dark in the room when you're filming the end of wreck you're seeing? Cause that, you know, it seems a small area and very, very dark. It, it was not totally dark. It's a little uh, of light enough to, to know where we are. Cause you know, the, the, the camera, uh, doesn't was allowed to be a wire. So he unplugged the camera and we did a long shot, and then we check it, and we repeat, and then we check it. But the all the time we were with with a very little light, enough to know the camera is here, I am here, and the, the furnitures are, you know. But anyway, when when you start breaking things with a hammer, and you start being crazy. You you start in a kind of a trance, trance. Uh, so I, I was hitting uh, with the hammer and with my hand in a lot of places. So I I almost broke a finger. I I w- I broke a crystal uh, surface. So uh, we need to clean the the floor because there was a lot of crystals and I was without shoes. Uh, in one moment, I started hitting the, the, the wall and, and I break a hole and was uh, inside and I broke the wires of electricity. Uh, so it, it produced a explosion of light. Wow. So was so nice this take but they finally doesn't use it but when i did that all the building or our floors the floor it was totally dark because we lost all the the, the electricity connection so we need to start as uh, to stop and they need to check that and fix to keep working mm-hmm. but yes we we work it like almost blind mm-hmm. that's wild uh did you uh <clears throat> did you see the remake of of wreck when they remade it for the state yes yes the the fact is uh, when when they released the movie in Sitges in the fantasy festival in Sitges um some producers or or uh, they, they start speaking very fast about uh, they need to make the movie. They already bought um, the screenplay. They were preparing the shooting, but they said, oh my God, who's going to make this role better than Javier Botet? Mm-hmm. So we think we need to try to, to do with the same actor. So I received uh, a new uh, call so Sony tried to to hire me to 
hired here mm -hmm. <laughs> to make the movie, but they were ready to shoot like in 20 days because they were time before preparing mm -hmm. from the screenplay. Uh, so we had no time to do the visa, the visa, oh, okay. the visa, the work permit to work there. So that was my first time, my first opportunity. Uh, doesn't happen, but I, I felt inside. I was so sad, but I felt inside. Okay, we'll have another opportunity. I'm sure. I be patient. I'll be patient, and and finally it happened. But yes, uh, was impossible to make the the role in the same. But the fact is, they changed a lot of things, and yeah, they did with Doug Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Doug Jones, but they changed. They made like a thin guy without religion, without uh, uh, religion stuffs, and mm -hmm. was like only an experiment. And it, it is a guy, it's not a girl. Um, I don't know, they changed enough things to make it words so different. Yeah. So. Uh, when you said you almost broke your finger uh, in, in rec, have you had any other injuries uh, making movies? Yes, in the most of of the movies, I I usually bleed. I usually hurt a little, but it's impossible to avoid that because I, as I said, I, I start sometimes to feel like in a trance, uh, like a, um, emotionally. I felt like a, a creature sometimes. So I, in my knees, the, mo the most of the times when I'm crawling, when I'm doing my things, I, most of the times I have bleed, uh, but I feel very good. I, when I bleed, I feel that I, I'm doing my work. I'm, I'm doing hard. And so uh, never something big, but one time, one time in uh, in La India, in Bombay, uh, I've been shooting a movie called uh, The Other Side of the Door. And it's a British uh, production. And this time was hard, but was not in the set. was after in the hotel. I broke my leg and my arm in a stupid accident I uh, with a slippery floor and I've been uh, we, we've been one year so one day uh, before finishing the movie so it was stupid stupid and crazy but it was an accident uh, and I've been like 20 days in a hospital in La India because uh, you know with uh, two bones broken broke so after that, I was a few months making rehab. Mm -hmm. And after five months, I've been perfectly, the movie was already edited and they knew what they need to finish the movie. And they, w they went back to La India and we shoot it a few things and, and that's all. But that's the only time I... I had a big injury mm -hmm. uh, who make what that make the movie stop.
Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, uh, you know, when you're in character, you get in like a trance. When does that start? Does it start when you see yourself in the in the makeup or when you actually start to film? Well, uh, uh, when, when you read the script, if the monster has uh, a story, uh, it's very helpful to make you understand the motivations and all the things that make the monster move. Uh, what is the intention? And, mm-hmm. and that is a, a work that, that starts here. After that, you see the design. You change in test with the FX artist to feel uh, comfortable to move. And it's like a long uh, time of the proceed, the proceed. Uh, so after speaking with the director and, and working in my mind, I have a lot of work done. But when you are in the set and you are ready and, and the lights and and the actors are working in the same way is when everything start, um, uh, I don't know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the point in when you start breathing hard and then is when the transformation uh, happen. Of course, all the proceeding, the makeup, it's it's very good because you start seeing the monster and you are testing, moving, understanding how it how it looks and and seeing how you need to move to make some things and, and yes you're understanding the skin you're wearing and yes uh, and finally when they say action you're totally in in the transformation and your mind connect and you start uh, doing all these things. Yes. You said uh, if, if in the script, um, if it has a backstory for the monster, or the creature, uh, you know, that helps a lot. If it doesn't, do you create your own? Yes. Yes. Uh, if there's a lot of things about the story, it helps so much. It helps you to feel comfortable because everybody knows something is, it's easy to go in the right uh, direction. But when there's no much information, yes, I always try to find uh, the story or, yes, the, all the information that can complete the, uh, the character. Yes. Uh-oh. You feel stupid when they say action. Like if you are doing... Without a story, you feel yourself like a clone. So you need to believe in that, and and it needs a a time of thinking of this creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tristan, you have a question. I'm a very big fan of the film His House. It was one of my favorite films that came out last year. Can you talk a little bit about your experience working on it? Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. It's it's a very nice movie and it's very original. Uh, the mix of these two uh, different kind of movies. Uh, uh, the the experience. And one thing we did that like three years ago or something like that. We did a lot of lot of time ago. 
I was all these signs waiting, uh, like, what happened with this movie? Finally, yes, it's on Netflix, and we enjoy it so much. So uh, I, I like that one thing. It was a, a different uh, challenge for me because we did a, a, an effect very special. When, when I came from the floor out, when I came out, I was inside a hole full of sand. So uh, despite all the makeup and everything that I did in other movies, uh, a very nice makeup that made uh, DDT. Uh, DDT effects are the guys that made my makeup in Mama, in uh, Crimson Peak, in another movie called the El Guardian de la Sombra, or, uh, a Spanish movie, and other things. So they are almost family. I feel very comfortable with this guy, David and Monsi. They they won the Oscar with uh, the Pan's Labyrinth. So I felt so so comfortable there. But the the effect that I'm speaking about, it's inside the sand the sand you cannot breathe so it was so like a challenge like a okay we're gonna get a new risk it was very scary but but with something new and one was so excited exciting for me because yes they they wait i'm inside with all the makeup and they uh through all the sand, still here, still here, yeah. and they are everybody ready. And I say okay, and they cover all with sand. So I wait like five seconds, and then went out. They after that cover with TGA uh, the same texture of the floor in the CGA department. But when supposedly I broke that, all the sand that came out uh, was really, was uh, for real. And it yes, was so like a scary moment for me. And after that, I need to scare other guys. It was like a, a, a peculiar moment. So it was not much, much time, it was like a few days. Uh, working with the the team, two days for me. Uh, that's all. Was making these steam and other times that you can see me, like blurry in the back and and some other takes. But yes, yes, was a nice nice days with uh, Remy Weeks. Was so gentle. So that's what I can tell you yeah uh, when you when you were young uh what did your family think of you you know wanting to to become uh work in movies someday oh they they knew that i loved all my life so when i start saying i'm gonna work in a movie my family was happy but they thought it was only uh like a weird uh, moment but i was already working in a in a company making cartoons so they were happy uh, because of me because 
they knew I, I, I loved that too. Uh, but after making sometimes some monsters, my mother, of course, says, I don't like you playing monsters. I want you to play a, gentle, a gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> romantic movies. Of course, mama, but this is not my, my profile. So, yeah, but it's a monster. The people see, see your work and it's a monster. And they're like, mama, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand it. I love that. I mean, of my life drawing monster designing and and it's an art and it's a world that and and day by day my my mom uh, has changed and then and now after a few years she she never lost a, a premiere mm-hmm. a, a release and if she's not with me she come with her friends so they're like five uh, uh, women a, a aged woman mm-hmm. a working uh, asking for uh, the tickets to the horror movie so the the guys in the cinema said maybe you're mistaken it's it this is a horror movie yeah, yes 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 <laughs> and the five woman <laughs> she in the movie so yes yes i was with isabel with mother and yes oh i was scaring in this part and Yes, yes, my mother is becoming a, an expert. So she's, she's very happy because she, she knows that it makes me happy. A lot of people enjoy very much and everybody speaks very good about my work and respect. And, and she knows that I bought my, my house with this kind of movie. So she loves now all that things. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, do you have a question, Trista? Yeah, can you talk a little bit about the um, makeup process when you were working on it uh, for the hobo character? Yes, uh, well, uh, I, I worked with Scene and all, all the team in, they are uh, the most of the time working in, in Pinewood Studios in Toronto because they shoot it in Toronto. The fact is, in Toronto, we shoot it a lot of more than in the USA because it's cheapest. <laughs> so we've been working there in the same summer. I've been working with with it and Star Trek and what was it? Ah, scary stories to tell in the dark. So uh, with these guys, I feel so comfortable too. We've been working for a long time for few years and so in this movie they well they made everything very easy because they know me they we we made the same kind of jokes and so we listened to music we so they have all my body cast so they made a lot of work without uh, needing me so when I came they were ready for everything and you know, I feel another kind of family, the the, the Canada family. So uh, we made everything easy because uh, I made the makeup in the face and some things in the neck and in the the arms, but the most of the body is covered with a 
with the dress. So, so it makes it it is not so long uh, as other makeups that needs to make the full body. So it's easier, it's faster, it's faster, and they made all the face, but at the end they moved some things in CGA because they moved the, the eye because uh, I was totally blind with this mask, but we take one eye out to allow me to see and to act and not to <laughs> to fall down. So they finally, they, they covered that in CJ. But in the first one was only two scenes. And the second one I did, yes, two scenes with the hobo, but I did the uh, Mrs. Kerr's transformation. Mm-hmm. And I did almost, uh, 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 I did, almost I did, the the burnet uh, mother of Mike, but finally is not in the final cut. We can only see a picture uh, in a newspaper or something. Yeah. But we shooted a scene with the with Troy, Troy. You know Troy, the monster, the creatures monster performance. Oh yeah. Troy Jones. Troy. Yeah. Oh, Troy James. Yeah. Yeah, Troy James. Yeah, we had him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we've been together working for the first time. So we've been doing like the the mother and the father of Mike, Burnett Corpses, uh, crackling and crawling together. Mm-hmm. But I I hope one day you will see that in a uh, a new DVD or whatever. Yeah. But yes, yes, that was. So uh, it was it was not very uncomfortable. These. This makeup, uh, you know, fellow actors like that, like Troy James. Do you uh, do you become friends with them who do similar work? Yes, yes, yes. It's impossible not to be to become a friend because he's very smiling, very yeah, he's very, nice, very nice guy. Yeah, yes. we're big fans of Troy. Yeah, he has a very nice illusion and and happiness. So it's it's easy to feel very good with him. Yeah. Yes, like uh, well. I don't know if you know Doug Jones. No, Doug Jones. I don't, but yeah. No. I know no, he is, but another, I don't know. Another very gentle, very gentle guy is, yes. Yeah. So uh, you worked on, uh, with Guillermo del Toro a, a few times. Uh, so uh, do you have like chemistry together? Like uh, when you first met him, did you get along? Yeah, I I, I felt so comfortable with him because we are the same kind of guys. I love cinema, but uh, he's drawing. He's like, uh, love comics and love uh, cartoons and love the creatures and all the fantastic things. So I, I felt so comfortable in this way because uh, we've been working together in Mama. Uh, he was producing, but at the same time, he was uh, shooting in other place in the same studio. Uh, shooting Pacific Rim. So when he finished his days shooting, maybe we're still working or in the lunch time he came and started seeing how how we made that and and we've been together and, and when I have free time I, I went to the Pacific Rim set and he said, Okay, like feel it at your home. 
<laughs> so I was like a child enjoying of the shooting of Pacific Dream. And I was in the in the building seeing all the art of uh, all the designs. With uh, I become a friend with. Uh, I'm already were in Spain friend of uh, some of the illustrators because I've been working with them mm-hmm. time before, like Raúl Monge. I've been working with him in Hellboy, in, in Pan's Labyrinth, in Pacific Rim, even in Mama. So I've been with him and with Guy 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 Davis, Guy David the drawer mm-hmm. is an amazing artist having having with them so i mean with all these guys enjoying that and and after that we went shooting an episode in the strain the strain so i mean with guillermo showing him my my draws and he went showing uh, his draws so we are in the same line so after that i've been working with him in in crimson peak and we met in in Sitges, in the Sitges Festival, because he when he came, he came to the festival. So yes, I hope to work uh, soon again. He produced the scary stories to yeah. tell you that. So he, we've been working, we've been speaking again. So yes, yes, it's, it's very very nice guys. It's very easy to work with him because he made a lot of pre pre work, so make everybody feel so comfortable. Everybody knows what they had to do in the in the set, and it makes when when the day work start everything works very soft, very striked. Yeah. Yes. Do you still do a lot of drawing and illustrations and your own art? Yes, 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 yes. I I direct. I write, I uh, draw, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things, but at the moment I've been working as an actor because he spent the most of my time and my energies. But uh, for example, this year uh, of coronavirus, uh, I've been working in my own uh, screenplays and, and a lot of things, getting ready to, if maybe, because the last year I've, I've been working not much as an actor. So everything can happen. So I need to start giving time to other things. And the last year I released a movie called Amigo. I, this is a screenplay by me. And this movie is still is, is not yet in, in the platforms like Netflix or wherever. So nobody can see it. Uh, for the moment, but I hope soon. I hope soon. So I'm one of the two lead actors, but the screenplay is mine. And I hope soon direct my own screenplays. Now I'm getting ready a mini comedy series, and I'm making some draws. and And even now I'm working in the screenplay of a, a cartoon series that I I created. I created the the characters, the the story of the world and and now they a producer here in Spain wants to make the the cartoon series. So yes, I'm still connected with everything. I'm still doing everything. Because I want to do maybe in the future 
I will stop acting a little and or maybe I start shifting and yeah mean everything mm -hmm. All right. are you gonna uh are you ever gonna write the romantic comedy so, so your mom can see you in a, in a romantic film writing no uh, uh if if there's a movie they want me as a in a romantic comedy of course i i'll say yes i love the comedy yes if they're in the united states and the most of the world people knows me because of the horror movies But in Spain, uh, there's a lot of people that knows my work in in comedy. I love comedy, so I've been even making stand-up comedy. So, oh, really? so I love comedy, and and I working with the most famous comedians here in Spain in their series. And and the next year, supposedly, I'm gonna work into comedy projects more. So yes, and I growed. Uh, a comedy, a little comedy series, uh, and I try to make that by myself, directing. And so, yes, yes. If there's any uh, romantic comedy, in fact, there's some movies with a little kind of like that. Uh, there's a movie called um, um, "Advantage of Traveling by Train." It should be the t the title in Spanish is Ventajas de viajar en tren. Uh, you can you can look for that in in my IMDb. It's it's a a kind of creepy comedy, dark comedy, but my segment segment my part it's a kind of romantic comedy. So you can check that out. <laughs> It's a uh, different. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in that stuff. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, was there ever talks to do a sequel to Mama? Hey, the first years, I hear, I hear things about that, and after five years, I still sometimes hear, but I know nothing really. Uh, important about that mm -hmm. i i would love to do that why not yeah uh, yeah why not but i i don't care if we we have only one it's but yes i'm i'm ready <laughs> i i i wait with more impatience uh, about making i hope when they happen the spin-off of crooked man right Yes, that's what I really want to play more because I loved this character. I felt so so handsome with the 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 costume. Mm -hmm. It's like a very very beautiful red uh, costume. It's like no, I felt very comfortable and I I liked very much the design. So it's a pity not to see more this character. So I know there are a uh, screenplay wrote. So I hope one day they finally decide to make it. Mm -hmm. 
when you sit, when you do a character like the Crooked Man and uh, some of your other characters, and they make like toys and T-shirts uh, of that, uh, how does that make you feel? And, and do, you, do you collect any of them? Uh, when I wear, oh, I, I, sorry, can you repeat? Uh, if they make merchandise with a character you've played, uh, do you ever do you ever buy those? Do you collect them yourself? Well, I always had a lot uh, making movies. They always give me a lot of hats or, uh, yes, like these things about all the movies or the characters. And, yes, I, sometimes I wear that. But uh, it's, yeah, I have. But a lot of times when I came from the movies with these things, I make gifts because all the people around me yeah. loves these movies and and i say okay you like that oh of course yes and uh, for you is like gifts for my friends mm. i have a lot of friends that loves so much this kind of movie so so i usually give the gifts yeah so but when i wear one of those i'm i feel so happy and so proud mm. yes of course <laughs> always uh, when when it fits me good because it's not it's not very easy to fit me. <laughs> All right. Uh, along those lines, I don't know if, if you want to talk about this, but um, uh, what is your condition? I know you've talked about it before online. So. My condition, my, my, I have Marfan syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's a, a weird uh, syndrome that makes you grow uh, uh, taller and skinnier, and it's like a... Uh, arachnodactyl condition is very flexible and and don't know there there's a lot of things that uh, it's not common but it makes you can make uh, a lot of movements weird movements and all these things but uh, uh, there are different levels and it can make you feel other injuries uh, other I don't know the word, but problems, uh, heart problems and, and other things. But time before was more problematic. But the fact is, in the last years, the last 20 years, there was a, a big change of, of taking care of this, mm-hmm. this uh, condition. But anyway, you need to take care about some things, not to make... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but the fact is, I I had a very regular life. I I never take care of much. Uh, I was uh, stupid, uh, crazy, uh, doing everything. I never wait much to take care of. I never spend my time waiting. I always felt that I need to do everything as. Uh, now and and well the fact is in 20 when I had 27 years I have now uh, I am 43 years I'm 43 but when I was uh, 27 I had a a heart surgery uh, and they fixed something that long time ago were not possible so supposedly with this condition, uh, 30 or 40 years ago, I will be uh, dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm lucky. 
but yes, I need to take care every year, every two years to go to the heart specialist and make a test and to, to, to follow if there's any change. And well, nobody knows, and, but at the moment, everything is very st stabilized, stably, st stable. Yeah. Stable. So, yes, there's a lot of people with uh, this condition. I've been in, a, in some, like, festival, but for uh, this kind of things, uh, the conventions. Okay. Convention of Marfan syndrome, and I met a lot of people with these things, and, well, there, there are everything. There are all kind of stories. Uh, people that uh, goes with that with good spirit. Uh, other people that uh, can't carry on with a good spirit. Uh, it's the fact is, it happened the same with the people without these conditions. There are people that live with good spirit and people that live uh, with bad spirit and and you don't need to have a condition to to work in in your emotional condition mm -hmm. you feel you seem very pleasant I feel good comfortable and so lucky i'm I'm so lucky. I, I've been living a dream, so it's the only option I have to feel so so glad and and thankful. And if everything stops now, my career, I I can't say any bad thing because I already lived a lot of years of, of fantastic experience. I've been working in Alien, and I've been working in Star Trek. So for me, firstly, I'm, I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Firstly, then I'm an actor. But as a fan of all this science fiction, all the horror, all, the, all these things, I, I've been living dreams. So I had enough. I'm full of uh, good things. So no, I need nothing, nothing else. But anyway, it's growing. It's more things, more things, more things, more good things, good things. So how can I feel? I think good. well put. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, you know, being an alien, uh, Alien Covenant, and uh, you were uh, grew up a fan of the original Alien. So uh, how did that come about, and what is that like to be part of the Alien franchise? Well, it was... Uh, an amazing uh, gift of the destiny, like feeling like somebody saying you, you're doing a good job. Because they called me not only to make something moving my body, uh, they called me before to design, to think about the, the psychology of the movement. And they spoke me about the creature, uh, about the neomorph. They spoke me about what happened with him and what I can think about that. 
how he can move. And I was at time working at home uh, in the living room, dancing and moving and trying to research and speaking with them. And we start changing opinion and sharing opinions. So finally they choose some of these things about the breathing, uh, about some things. And then they, they moved me to London and we made the movement capture. Uh, I have to say that was the first time I did everything without any inch of makeup. It only was movement and positions and, and all that thing, but I did nothing of makeup. And I love everything with makeup. When it's digital, I, I don't like as much. Mm. Uh, I, I rather so much uh, uh, practical, practical effects. Yeah. So anyway, uh, for me, it was a, a, a prize, a, a gift. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to feel having involved in the creation of a new creature in the universe of Alien. When you are coming up with the movements, uh, do you look at like any animals or like how, what's the process of that? Well, uh, since I was a child, I was a child. I was playing with my body after getting a shower in front of the mirror. I was always making things, making weird stuff, enjoying with that. Uh, so I've been in any in one way rehearsing all my life. So after that, yes, when. When I I need to work in a new monster, I usually try to think in something that make it different and something more in the shoulders, more in the wrist, more in the trying to, but sometimes looks uh, so similar because I have body limitation. I'm not, I cannot fly, but <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Well, a lot of times I do it with wires, with, right, right. with strings. But uh, but with alien, for example, I I was thinking about the the heart itself of the monster because he was it was growing uh, uh, and was like mutating, like feeling hurt, but aggressive, weak because he's young but uh, a creature very temperamental, very aggressive. And so it's like a mix uh, of opposite things. Uh, and I start thinking about using something new and I, I couldn't find very much more, but I thought about the, the Buto, you know, Buto. Buto is a Japanese kind of dance that I start seeing, uh, I was seeing videos to start looking on that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a dance that it, it, uh, it became, uh, no, it start existing after the Hiroshima and Nagasaki uh, bombs uh, in the World War. Uh, and it's a dance that works the, Angusty, the the pain, the the horror, but 
uh, taking all that out and it's like very aggressive but like very sad and it's uh, something that I was seeing tried trying to feel something that helps to create this character so yes I sometimes use not maybe animals sometimes uh, with the mantis religious and religious mantis or some insects uh, and yes yes uh, I use everything yeah. that I can uh, when you mentioned in it part two, you played, you know, a couple different characters and, um, and some of the other films, is that hard? Is that difficult when you have to play more than one, uh, monster, more creature in the same movie to make sure that they're different? No, the fact is usually I had a lot of free times, free time. Cause, uh, when, you know, the monster in the movies, uh, you see the monster a little in the beginning, uh, maybe you feel it's close and the half, uh, you see how it kills some of the role uh, close to the end. And finally, you see the monster in the big end. So I usually stay in a city for one, two months, and I work one day, and then I wait one week, and work two days, and I wait one week, uh, and maybe three days. So I usually have a lot of time. So... I, I if I play different roles, it's more fun. It's more, yeah, yeah. More, yeah. You're more time there so doing something. It's not bad for me. I yes, of course. I usually had in my contract not to to be in makeup three more than three following days, so I can do three days, uh, wait one to rest, and then do another two or three days, but. Uh, Wait, when you wake up very soon and you have five hours or six for makeup and then you need to make a physical work because it's always very physical to be a monster. So, and after that, uh, uh, made of the, the makeup, this makeup. So it's hard. It's a hard day always. Mm-hmm. So three following days in a row, it's it's hard. So yes, I can play three, five characters, whatever, but with my resting time. Right. Enough resting time. Yeah. Well, what would you say was the most grueling shoot, was like the hardest shoot? The hardest When I played uh, um, Devil Skate, Devil Skate uh, with Milo Ventimiglia and Amanda Schul and Jonathan Frakes, it's uh, in the movie, but it's a... Uh, I, I wear a suit that was like 20 kilograms. I don't know if you know how is the 20 grain, a lot of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so heavy. It was so heavy. So I was like, uh, uh, when when I take off the, the the suit, I feel like I can fly. It's a, it's it's hard. I was 44 uh, pounds for, uh, for 40, 40, yeah, 44 for pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. So it's uh, uh, like uh, usually the skin doesn't breathe very much with all the glues and all the latex and all these things. So usually I bleed, I bleed, no, sorry. I sweat uh, inside a lot. So 
it's 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 hard. Usually the temperature doesn't help. But in this movie, uh, I was totally covered. Uh, only my mouth was a little out to breathe, and my eyes was blind. I was with different eyes with a animatic uh, control, remote control, uh, animatronic. See, um, and I al I cannot almost hear. Uh, so I had a like a headphone, mm -hmm. headphones, uh, to hear the director with a micro. <laughs> so it was a crazy one. And even in one scene, I was with the mouth closed. They had like a, a strange intention that if they they lost, it it get close. So in one some takes. They made like a action, boom, they closed that. And then I made my action. And after that, they cut in. They say cut in. Somebody came uh, fast and they, they, they opened my mouth and then <laughs> to breathe. So that was the hardest, I guess. Wow. Yes. So <laughs> I I with, with three fingers. So yeah. I was like that, a very big finger. So it was very hard to 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 do whatever. <laughs> yeah. So even going to the bathroom was uh, an adventure, <laughs> and to get lunch, somebody was giving me the lunch. <sighs> yeah, this was hard. Yeah, uh, Tristan, you have another question. I think I spotted a kitty in the background. Oh, well, I was yeah. wondering what your cat's name is. Yes, I have two cats. Two what cats. are their names? Their names are, one is Selva. It's like, a, yes, it's, it's the jungle. Jungle in Spanish, Selva. And the other name is Akira. Oh, exotic yeah. names. <laughs> yes, Akira, like the movie. <laughs> I love this movie. So yes, it's a girl and a, a boy. Do they tolerate each other okay? Yes, the the girl is more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they need uh, her her space. <laughs> the other one is a little younger, and he wants to to play all the time, and she sometimes plays, but sometimes. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Selva is from my girlfriend. My girlfriend, it's Sasha, and and she when we started to live in together, she came with uh, Selva, and we together uh, adopted Akira. Oh, very cute. <laughs> yeah. Now, Trista's cats usually make an appearance, but uh, but I think they're. I think you heard one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Akira. We're going to get an Akira appearance here. <laughs> I noticed them too. I saw one earlier uh, on the on our right yeah. at the window, and then I saw it in the back. They keep popping in. Uh -huh. She's Silva. She's Silva. Oh, yeah. she's pretty. Yeah, very pretty. She's uh, a and very unimpressed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, very sweet. Yeah. Nice to yeah. meet you. Say hello. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> I don't know where it is, Akira. <laughs> Uh, Geraldine on uh, on Facebook was very excited that you're going to be on the show, and so she wanted to say hello. She's a big fan, and um, have a broad question. But do you have uh, a character that's the most? Uh, I want to say your favorite, but well, she said your favorite. But do you have one that's the most important to you? I guess it would be Mama. Uh, I guess he means in she Geraldine. the roles I play. Yeah, uh, yes, of course. I think uh, the most important are two are. Uh, Mama and Medeiros, the the girl in Rec. Mm-hmm. So the, these two one, I think they made uh, a big success, and and they made my career uh, two different points of growing. So and all all the things that these two creatures gave me, it makes I love them so much. Uh, Mama, for example, was three months of hard work mm-hmm. and was a very nice experience in with Guillermo, with Andy Muschetti, with uh, Jessica Chanstein and with uh, the makeup artist that it is. It was an amazing experience uh, in itself. But uh, Rec was very one day, only one day of shooting and one test day, but was most very important, was very important in my life. And all the people still speak about this character and and, and I think it's very important. And yes, it's, it's so beautiful, the creature and the steam in Night Shot and it's beautiful. So that one, that two are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite monster that you've not played? I want to, uh, another dream of mine is to make a, a serious, uh, uh, a good movie of uh, a Nosferatu. Oh, excellent. Nosferatu is the origin okay. of the monsters in cinema. And I played a very fast Nosferatu in a comedy uh, series in Spain uh, eight years ago or ten years ago but it it doesn't count <laughs> it, I want a, a serious yeah I actually did notice that on your IMDB the Nosferatu yeah I uh, yeah. yeah that that's the comedy mm-hmm. one but but it's a it's a project that I want to and I hope one day there are some projects flowing in the air about that and and maybe one day it happened i, I could i okay. could see that now you mention it but especially the original uh uh silent nosferatu uh it's very creepy and otherworldly and it still holds yeah. up even you know like 100 years later it's still very yeah. creepy to see the visuals i like the remake too with uh, uh the Werner herzog uh, the yeah yeah but it's not yes it's a kind of Cinematic movie is a yes with uh, John Malkovich. Yes. Oh is yeah, that, yeah. The uh, what is that movie called? Um, uh, the Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I love the uh, Bernard Herzog 
Nosferatu in the Burnau, mm -hmm. of course. Yes. And yes, that's it. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I can I can definitely see that. Do <laughs> you have another question, Trista? I was wondering if you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah, well, yes, I'm. I I love horror, but uh, my favorite genre since I was a child was always science fiction. Was science fiction, and so all the science fiction, I love it. But of course, I was always more fan of Star Wars than Star Trek. But yes, I love Star Trek sagas and and movies, and yes. So, who's your favorite character from Star Wars? From Star Wars, I don't know if I can choose, but I always love the Sith. So, Darth Vader, it's mm -hmm. it's amazing. But since I was a child, I think like a lot of people, I loved uh, Boba Fett. Uh, but I didn't knew that so much people. Uh, right. Loved. So, uh, I don't like. Now that I know everybody loves Boba Fett, <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> rather to to be more special. Yeah, I feel that way about uh, some things too, like zombies. When I was a kid, it wasn't huge, and now everyone's a zombie fan, and you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's not okay. as special anymore. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. actually having the Boba Fett mail away figure, where like the the actual missile shot out of his back, which I had the original. Yeah, I had, but I was a stupid kid and right. I was playing with these uh, figures and I burned it. I burned <laughs> my one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All my toys are very well played with. So they're, they're not in good shape. But. No, no, I have a lot of um, toys since I'm a, I was a child mm -hmm. and I take care very much of everything. I'm very uh, careful, but this one, I don't know why, how stupid I was that day that I burned it down. And uh, a few months ago, I found, I found a gun in my boxes. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, now this is magic. Is <laughs> I, I would love to preserve. Yeah. But, yeah, no problem. Right. I'm, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so this last year during the pandemic, uh, obviously it's a much different year for everyone. Uh, what have you been doing this last year to stay busy? Uh, writing, designing, and preparing some projects. Projects. Uh, the next um, Sunday, I'm shooting with my friends um, a trailer uh, of the comedy series that I wrote. I made a, a photographic se session, a, a dossier, a photo session, and, and, and I have to all the material. I'm preparing a, a dossier because I want to go to the produce producers, try to sell the, the project. Uh, so I'm doing that. I'm doing my own projects and I'm writing two movies, two different series, one of cartoon, one of comedy. And so is that what I've been doing uh, uh, in, in this time? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. And uh, a few months ago, taking very much care, uh, I was shooting uh, a comedy series here in Spain. Uh, there's a comedy, maybe you can find it in Netflix, I don't know, but it's called El Vecino. Is the the flatmate? No, it's El Vecino is a... How is this word? Vecino. The guy that lives in the door in your same floor? Oh, like a neighbor? The neighbor, yes, of course. Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> yes, like neighbor. Yes, it's the neighbor. Um, it's based in a comic of a superhero, but in a, a Spanish superhero. Hmm. So it's a comedy. There are one season, and we've been shooting the second season. And in all the second season, I'm working in, in all the episodes. So we've been shooting in in July and September, but not much because in Spain there was very hard situation of the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I hope very soon we start shooting because it's a very bad year yeah. of working. Mm-hmm. Well, hope you've uh, stayed healthy. Yeah, I, I was with the co- with the COVID in the beginning. Mm-hmm. In the March, in March, I was with coronavirus. I was so sick. I was almost dead. I was in the hospital for 15 days. It was so hard. But uh, after that, I've been all the year uh, without anything. Without, without, yes, I mean, nothing. Uh, having not a flu, not... A cold, nothing, nothing. I feel very good all this time. So I'm thinking, I'm now I'm I'm immortal after <laughs> the after the, the coronavirus. Uh-huh. Now I have a like a mutation because <laughs> I usually have colds or uh-huh. whatever, but nothing after that. Yeah, very good. Well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> you have a last question. What? Yeah. Um... Do you have, first of all, I'm I'm very happy you're in good health, of course. Um, uh, Do you have any advice for someone who might aspire to have a similar career as yourself? A similar career? Like me? uh, Well, uh, I have one thing that uh, now I'm using my body uh, very much in the, but in the comedy, I I don't need it so much. And I was drawing. Uh, and working in in cartoons in good companies here, and I want I think I could do a lot of things, uh, no matter my body, that I am using. Uh, so I think the advice could be: if you want to do something, do it, because uh, a lot of people are waiting the opportunity to be actor when you can do your own opportunity you can write something uh, find some friends uh, everybody has uh, enough material to shoot something if you have a good idea you for sure this thing in in the net it's going to move and the people is going to know your work so if you want to act if you want to direct movies if you want to like Peter Jackson, like a lot of directors, they, they find a way 
to make his own movies with his own uh, things. Uh, if you want thing, you want to do one thing, let's go, let's do it. Don't wait to study so much. Don't wait to find so much money. Don't wait to find the perfect screenplay. Don't wait to do a lot of bad things. And meanwhile, you're learning lessons. So if you want to sing, sing. If you want to direct movies, direct movies. If you want to act, write things and act. Uh, so that's my advice. I think that's great advice. I agree. Yeah. This is what I did all my life. Since I was a child, I was drawing my own comics. I was in contest. I was in, I bought my own camera and I shoot it and I edit it. I learned it by myself to edit and you can do with passion. You can do everything. Mm -hmm. and, and now with the internet, there's, if you know, you can learn a lot of, uh, you know, like back then there probably wasn't the internet to, uh, to learn how to do that. But now with the internet, uh, with YouTube, you can learn the basics on, on a lot of that stuff. A lot of the technical stuff. Yeah. You can, you can learn everything mm -hmm. in YouTube. Yes. Yes. I'm using uh, almost every day. So when I have something that doesn't work, I find, right. uh, some tutorial to fix. Mm -hmm. I love to fix and to open things and see how it works. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. I love that. Very good. Well, this has been great. Uh, it's been awesome to talk with you. Okay, now it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I'm glad this happened. It's been a few years in the making, but I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, finally, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how are you? You're feeling good? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, last yeah. few years been a lot of uh, a lot of health concerns, but I'm doing good currently. Yeah. Well, I hope you keep uh, good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you as well. well. Thank you so much, Javier. Thank you're you. Very, you're a very good guy. I enjoyed okay. this. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Just so warm.